0: Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. The mountains and valleys of East Tennessee have long been renowned for their abundance of wildlife. The casual visitor may not realize just how wild some of the region's wildlife really is. Although man has hunted many species almost to extinction, big game still abounds in the eastern backwoods of the Volunteer State. Deer, bear, even an occasional wolf. But reports of bigger and stranger game have circulated for generations. Truth is, credible accounts of weird and terrifying creatures date back as far as recorded history. Today, you're going to learn about a few of these creatures that terrorize the woods and valleys of East Tennessee. In the fall of 1777, a solitary French trapper was staying in a wilderness cabin on a bluff overlooking the Cumberland River. One day, while hunting in the woods, he encountered some tracks. They looked human, but were larger, far larger than any normal man. The next morning, the trapper awoke to an unearthly noise and heard something big prowling about outside, trying to get into the cabin. That was enough for the Frenchman. Once the beast was gone, he fled from the cabin with just the clothes on his back, swam the river, and continued to press through the dense woods till he reached the safety of the French settlements on the Wabash. Early historians attributed the lone trapper's encounter to a case of mistaken identity, saying that what the man had actually heard was two American long hunters passing by, Admittedly, one of those Americans was a larger man. Interestingly enough, he went by the nickname Bigfoot. But the Frenchman was an experienced woodsman and hunter. He was well able to tell the difference between two moccasin-clad hunters and a giant, barefoot humanoid beast. Since the French trapper sighted this monster in the Cumberland Basin in the 18th century, Similar tales of giant hairy creatures have emanated from all corners of the Mid-South. A large number of these sightings have been reported in East Tennessee, where accounts of large human-like beasts date all the way back to the days before European settlers. And it's here that such reports have been almost frequent in recent years. Long before the white men came, the Cherokees roamed the Virgin Forest at will. They knew all of the woodland beasts. They hunted them, revered them, and in some cases even feared them. One such beast was the Ewa, which according to Native American lore was not so much of an animal as a demon. The Ewa ranged throughout the heavily forested lands but was known to lurk in the darkness near the Cherokee villages, waiting to catch a lone hunter or someone going down the creek for water. The man or woman they would catch would be lucky if they were killed outright, because this monster devoured souls as well as flesh. It was said that the Ewos' glance was believed to be fatal. If it caught someone unaware, it could steal his or her soul, leaving behind an empty shell of a human, living and breathing to be sure, but a mindless, drooling husk. Only the wisest medicine man or medicine woman had enough magical power to confront such a powerful creature. Though many of the European settlers may scoff at such tales, Many Native American cultures have taken them quite seriously for centuries. According to tribal lore, long before the white man came to the region, the blood-curdling cries of these monsters could be heard by all as they prowled close to the villages in search of the unwary. Remains of the ancient villages often show that they were once surrounded by massive earthen walls and log stockades. Were these structures built just to keep out enemy tribes? Or were they so massively built to keep out the Ewa? So many everyday dangers were encountered by America's early pioneers that tales of monsters such as the Ewa did not attract much attention. But the middle decades of the 19th century, there was an upsurge in sightings of a gigantic ape-like creature, a creature that often exuded a corpse-like stench. When taken separately, it would be easy enough to ignore or explain away some of these sightings. Taken as a whole, however, the reports of encounters with such creatures are remarkably consistent over a wide range of times and places. Published references to giant humanoids in this area date back to at least the 1820s. The first reliable accounts of a sighting occurred in 1851. That's when an ape-like creature was reported roaming the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. In 1869, there was a similar sighting in western Missouri near the Kansas border. The locals there called it a wild man, and they nicknamed it Old Chef. In the summer of 1869, for some reason, the creature had come down from the seclusion of the high country and wreaked havoc on the local people. It approached cabins, tore fences, and terrorized women and children. Farmers were reluctant to shoot it as they were uncertain whether it was a man or an animal even after observing it up close. In Appalachia, newspaper accounts from the mid-1800s are scarce, but the region's tradition of hairy ape-like men can be traced at least to that period, if not earlier. The Smoky Mountains and neighboring areas, for example, have long been the abode of a beast called the Woolly Booger. A booger, it should be remembered, is a local term for any malevolent spirit or entity. The trouble is, over the years, newspaper editors and local officials have not given much credibility to the reports of wild-eyed farmers and others in the area and dismissed the stories as more of a reaction to moonshine than seeing a monster. Take the case of Whirling Wimpus. Years ago, in the logging camps of the Upper Cumberland, lumberjacks claimed some sort of demonic beast was stalking them. According to the jacks, the bloodthirsty creature would lurk near the woodland trails that connected the camps, and the cutting sights. It was just waiting to grab any unwary man who walked by. The beast was virtually invisible because it had the ability to whirl around like a top spinning so fast that it could not be detected by the naked eye. The only warning one had was the telltale sound that the creature made. The sound that a lasso makes as it's being swung around at top speed. If a person was not careful, a whirling wimpus would come out of its whirl right beside the victim and with its enormous, sharp claws, literally rip a man to shreds in seconds, leaving behind only a bloody pulp. At first thought, one might suspect that this creature was not just mythical, but perhaps the product of some lumberjack spending too much time watching Tasmanian devil cartoons. But, one would be wrong. In fact, the first published reports of the Whirling Wimpus appeared in 1910. Tales of attacks by the strange beast go back long before then. Despite its immense size, reports of this shaggy monster consistently emphasize how elusive it can be. It has not survived in the woodlands for centuries without learning how to avoid being seen by its enemies. And given the woolly boogers' propensity for stealth, one could easily see how it might have gained a reputation for invisibility. Daddy has to hunt down a werewolf pack And when that werewolf pack goes down Daddy has to slaughter an evil clown And after the evil clown is killed Daddy has to take on a vampire guild